0: Greetings, my good people. How are you? What is happening? What is going on? What is the latest and greatest? How's everybody doing out there? Is everybody still sane? Is everybody gone batty? Are you sick and tired of watching Netflix or Hulu or scrolling through your Instagram or Facebook feeds? You've read too many books. You've probably even listened to too many podcasts, which I hope you happen to listen to this one. I get it, people. It is tough times and tough sledding out there. And because it's spring and people want to get out there and be active, be smart about it, of course. Because we certainly need to get outside as much as we can, considering that we have pretty much the country has been self quarantined, but to get you through another tough time, another day, another week, whatever sports news that I could certainly chew on, I'm glad you've come to visit me and visit to what it is I have to say about what's happening in the world of sports. As this is the J Reels Podcast with your host J Reels. For my first timers, welcome aboard! Thank you so much for downloading and listening to this content as to what it is that I have to say about what's happening in the world of sports. And for those who have been banging with me for now, 121 episodes, I welcome you guys back. It's a Monday, March the 30th, in the year of our Lord, 2020, the final one of the month, the final one of the quarter, and as we all know, 2020 has certainly not been kind to us. So, my J Reels, what's the deal segment? Certainly not much cooking on the sports stove, but one thing I'm going to say, and I'll save it toward the end, besides my hero and zero of the week, I do have a birthday wish. That's right, it is the eve of my 51st birthday, so... Take heed, as I certainly want to share something with you at the very end, so I really hope that you not only pay attention, but you would also follow through on my birthday wish. Not looking for money. I'm not looking for anything lavish. Certainly, I'm sure people are probably laughing at that, saying, please, I can't even find toilet paper or afford some grocery shopping, so what makes you think I'm going to send you money, J Reels? But bottom line is, I just want you to pay attention to that on the back end, uh, amongst everything else I'm going to talk about, which we'll just jump into right now, because I wish I had some topics to discuss There are a few things that are happening But not much on the what's the deal segment Uh, Although we will get to Some comments that Alexander Ovechkin And Sidney Crosby had made Both NHL heavyweights there That play for the Capitals and Penguins About the NHL postseason Also Connor McDavid, another young star Who also had some comments about the NHL regular season So that's something that we'll certainly Get into a little bit later on in the podcast But it's funny, as much as we look at this day Which would have been a day to reflect back on the Sweet 16 As well as the opening day or opening weekend of the baseball season And knowing that the sports month of April Which to me, personally, is the best sports month of the year Where you have the Masters that would have been taking place down in the Augusta in 10 days You had the NFL Draft, which takes place later on in the month And I got some comments about that, which that of course will come later on The NHL... And NBA postseasons, Of course baseball But all that has been taken away Obviously because of this damn coronavirus And certainly for those out there Who are chomping at the bit Wondering when the next game is going to be played Wondering when the light at the end of the tunnel is going to be I wish I had an answer for you I know that in certain circles Whether you're the commissioner of baseball And Rob Manfred Saying that quite possibly Maybe we could target at the end of May into June As far as Mark Cuban And throwing his hat in the ring Saying that it's possible Maybe sometime Early to mid-June That we could resume an NBA season Or maybe even just go Straight into the postseason Because a lot of these events As you've seen And not just going back a couple weeks But even more recently With the US Open Golf That's now being postponed Which is usually around Father's Day Which also sets up Pretty much Depending on when this virus Finally will exit stage left And hopefully never come back You're going to have a logjam of sports in the latter half of the year, which I get for the sports fan and for someone like myself is going to love it. But at the same time, all of our collective heads are going to be spinning to the point where it's like we can't get enough of it. It's going to be sensory overload, too much to watch, too much to listen to, too much to absorb. But I guess that's a good thing, and that's why this is the toy store of life because when we have all that activity going on, at least it's something that's going to occupy ourselves, something to kind of little break from the norm, Get us away from reality for a little bit But as the way it stands right now We know that is not the case And now the Olympics who If you listened to my podcast last week Episode 119 At the end of the Hero and Zero segment When the IOC was destroyed By yours truly And rightfully so Because they did not come to a decision On whether or not they were going to postpone The 2020 Olympics in Tokyo And there you have it Two hours after I Recorded the podcast And in the process of editing it Sure enough They finally said We had to follow suit With all the other leagues And all the other sports To say We're going to have to see you next year Which now they actually announced July 23rd 2021 As being When the Summer Olympics will kick off A year from this coming July And we could sit here And speculate I certainly do not have a crystal ball To forecast whether or not Or when sports will come back It's pretty much a holding pattern That Until this thing I can't even say subsides This thing has to be 100% gone In order for sports to come back And living here in New York As I've said the last couple of weeks This is the epicenter of the coronavirus When you have I don't have all the stats in front of me But for those who have been following you know New York has more than half of the coronavirus Cases in the country And when you walk outside And all you see A majority of the people I would have to say If I had a guess Ma- at least seventy-five percent of the people are walking around with gloves and masks. Yours truly, I have gloves on. I've started to wear them actually today, when I stepped out just to go to the grocery store. And mask, I have. I don't have one of those typical masks that you see from a hospital or certain, you know a medicals mask. And in that regard, but I certainly have something to keep my face covered because, as we all know, as invisible as this virus is. No matter how healthy I am, no matter how many miles I could run and how much fruit I could eat, we all know that this sucker could just pop up at any time and keep me quarantined to where I can't even go outside to run or see the light of day. But that's what we're dealing with. And that's why the predictability of this thing, yeah, it's easy to say, oh, they'll start leagues in July or they'll pick up the playoffs at this date or this time. Because the one thing you got to remember, people, as much as we could say by June that this could clear up or by, let's say, July 4th to start a baseball season? Are you going to have these leagues start and then not have fans participate in going to the ballpark to watch their games? And of course, how are these leagues going to make any money? Because we all know the fans are the ones that are going to generate how these owners or how the teams are going to make their money. Especially when it comes to driving the revenue up. We all know that the contracts, whether it's ESPN or Fox and particularly baseball, they pay a pretty penny when it comes to broadcasting these games. But we all know the fans, people like us are the ones that are really going to put the money in not only the owner's pockets, but of course the players as well. As much as we want to have sports, as much as we want to even go to these events, we all know that it is not foolproof to think that once this thing starts to subside or, oh, it looks like we're... In the clear Or we're close to the end That no All you need is just that one person In that particular stadium Arena Etc And then here we go again So yes We could be optimistic We could look at it from a standpoint of Well I've got my fingers crossed Hopefully Memorial Day We'll see some NBA Or the baseball season will start July 1st I don't care how many games they play And I'll get to that in a second But It's going to be a tough call For all of these leagues To really look and see And I understand it's money And there's a lot involved And they know that they want to try to get Some sort of normalcy here But the thing is Because of how This is a life of its own And not knowing Forget about just the end But not knowing when is it going to be right To get back in these buildings To get back to business To get back to any type of normalcy That is the big question Because These leagues, these owners, etc. They could talk about playing in empty buildings. They could talk about, hey, let's just get this thing started because we have all the networks that are paying for these particular games or paying for our product, etc. All right, that's fine. But without the fans, and you could do it for a week or two, but still, to me, it just, it has to be 100%. And that goes for any type of entertainment. I'm sure there's going to be people... Once the movie theaters open up, once Broadway opens up, I'm sure there's a lot of people as much as they're going to want to just run out of their apartments, run out of their homes to go see these movies, to go see these Broadway plays, to go see these baseball games, basketball, etc., You mean to tell me there's not going to be more than a few people that are going to look at the person next to them and wonder whether or not, hey, can I still contract this thing? Or if somebody sneezes or somebody coughs, you know there's going to be a side eye. That's what we're going to be dealing with here over the course of the next few months. And I get that. There has to be that light at the end of the tunnel to the point where we're going to have to look at this thing not only realistically, and that's the bottom line, but for the fan, for for the guys like me. Are you going to be That person that's going to take the chance to go to one of these arenas or stadiums and just say to heck with it, I don't care, the sports are that much more important that I have to go, I want to see this live and compromise my health or potentially compromise my health because maybe the person next to me might quite possibly may have this coronavirus disease. And that's going to be the $64,000 question. As much as people want to just flock out of their homes and get themselves back to Living their lives You still have to wonder And it's certainly going to be a big debate Between now and once this thing is finally over That whether or not people are going to flock to these stadiums Or movie theaters Or concert venues Whatever it is Because unfortunately this is the world we live in You know this isn't SARS This isn't the swine flu It's none of that We all know the magnitude of this virus And obviously it's not one to be played with. And it's certainly not one to fool around with. So before we could even think about any dates, times, etc. As far as, and wanting to have these sports come back. I don't think it's going to be that easy. Because could you only imagine if a sport comes back early. Let's just say baseball. Oh, we got to start our season. Let's just do this. In a game out in Oakland, 25 fans fell ill and had to be rushed to a hospital. And we understand in Oakland then it may not sell out. We know it's a cavernous and old ballpark, but it doesn't matter. Even if they had fifteen thousand there, if twenty-five or even five people were ill and had to be rushed to a hospital, forget about it. They will shut down baseball faster than you could blink an eye. So that's one thing we're dealing with. And I understand that's more the reality. I don't want it to make this podcast grim. It's about entertaining. It's about Talking about the, like I said, the toy store life. But one thing for sure is that as much as people want to predict and people want to forecast how this thing is going to possibly go about, uh uh-uh. It's almost as if the coronavirus is going to tell you, okay, you guys, we're done. We can start playing ball again. Until then, who knows when sports is going to rear its beautiful head. So that's what we got to deal with, people. But now, let's get to some fun stuff, some positive stuff. I just had to put that out there because, like I said, last week you hear a couple of these comments from certain guys and you think to yourself, wait a second, how could you even try to predict when a date or time or week or month that the particular sports season is going to resume or start? To me, it's, I don't want to say it's irresponsible, Because everybody has a right to their opinion and a right to when they they could come back. But still, we just don't know. All right, so enough of that. Let me get right to it. All right, now just to talk about some of these leagues. And unlike the NHL and NBA, they could pretty much jump right into the postseason if need be. Now, I understand maybe there'll be a little bit of a tune-up. I get that there could possibly be. You maybe take the last five games of the regular season in each sport just as a tune-up. I get maybe you have a little bit of a training camp type of situation for both leagues where they're going to, now they're not going to play exhibition games, but maybe they'll have to get themselves into basketball shape. I think the smartest thing for them to do would just take the last five games of the schedule, two weeks or 10 days, however long it is, just play those games and whatever the final records are in both sports, that's it. You get a few days off and then right into the postseason. Or 7 games Whatever it is You want, you want to even say 10 games You could do that But Again it all depends on When you're going to start Let's say the NBA And NHL want to resume August 1st Are you going to play 10 games And then start your postseason Which is going to take 2 months Which now is into October And then when you're getting ready To start another NHL And NBA season you're, Now you're looking at Late October Or early November It's not going to happen Or push it to January For this coming year I don't think so And I know a couple of the comments that were made, NBA guys have not really said anything. You know, LeBron James hasn't come out to say, hey, I'm ready to start whenever, or maybe we should just play a few regular season games, or I'm cool with starting a postseason. You haven't heard guys like that. You haven't heard Giannis come out, James Harden. You know, the NBA heavyweights. Now, the NHL top guns, they've certainly come out and made their presence known as far as starting the postseason if you're a one Washington Capitals Alexander Ovechkin or Sidney Crosby, the Pittsburgh Penguins, they said, hey, let's just start the postseason. Let's get a cracking. Let's go. They figure why fool around? Why play regular season games? Which, depending on when they're going to start. Like if they knew May 1st, then maybe you could jump into the postseason. Now mind you, that would be about seven weeks off from the last NHL game, but all right, May 1st, you'll be done maybe July 1st or July 4th. As far as your Stanley Cup Finals concerned, that's fine. Where Conor McDavid, the young rising star and probably the guy who's going to take the torch from Sid the Kid and the great eight, Alexander Ovechkin, he said that, let's finish out the regular season, which that's going to be impossible at this point. Because now you're looking at the Stanley Cup Finals starting when the NFL starts. And I get that he's probably looking at it from a standpoint of Edmonton, them being in the mix for the postseason. And knowing that, I guess he wants to look at it from a perspective of wanting to earn it as opposed to, hey, let's just start now and follow suit from, to what Ovechkin and Crosby had said. Yeah, I think regular seasons right now, if it's anywhere between five to no more than 10 games, start at five, maybe go seven games, two weeks, and then a few days off and then right into the postseason. I think that would be the smartest thing, no matter when they resume their seasons. I think that's just the wisest thing because as we've talked about already the predictability of this thing are you going to have let's say two and a half months off of no hockey and then you're going to have these guys just jump right into a postseason and maybe they'll have a little bit of a training camp but still time is of the essence when trying to finish these seasons especially in enough time to where you could start up your next season and as it is I think that's going to be compromised because if let's say if a season does end in mid-July or you're the NHL and you're going to start up in the first week of October as you do every year. Same for the NBA. If your NBA final concludes on August 15th and knowing that on October 17th is the start of another NBA season, no, I would think they would push it and they'd be smart to do so. So if you're Ovechkin and Crosby, who has obviously won Stanley Cups and have been and played in several games, I think they're right for wanting to start the postseason. Although I think they should play a few regular season games And we get that McDavid He's a young gun And he's going to be here for a long time Him wanting to finish the regular season I think uh, not too smart Not too wise of him to say that But I guess he feels as if He wants to just be fair across the board And try to finish out a regular season Before we could jump into a long postseason To crown a Stanley Cup champion So that's what you have there With both the NHL and NBA Now baseball is a little bit different I know you're hearing a lot of these stories As far as extending seasons well into the fall Meaning that there is a possibility Where you may have games that are going to be played In neutral sites Warm weather sites for that matter Which I think is preposterous Because is that nobody's going to care If the Yankees are playing the A's In an ALCS and it's going to be in Toronto how many people are going to, you could give tickets away and you're not even going to come close to having a building full. So to me, that's a waste. And the reason why they're thinking about this, because again, as we've said time and time again here throughout the course of this podcast, whenever the season gets started, and let's just say July 1st, and you figure July 1st till the end of September, you could probably get anywhere between 80 to 90 games. But let's just say they want to try to get double headers in. They want to try to get as many games as possible so that they could go ahead and maybe even start a postseason, if not on time, but let's just say the middle of October. So now they want to stretch this out for as long as they possibly can, maybe even include a couple other playoff teams, because this would be the year to maybe even experiment to say, because we have this truncated season, let's try to get the top, instead of five teams in each league Maybe they'll go six, seven, who knows? Just to up the ante as far as eyeballs to the sets, drama, just anything added that's going to give baseball some juice for people to certainly gravitate to. And next thing you know, you're in week 10 of the NFL season and the World Series is about to start. To me, that makes zero sense. I would think that if the season, whenever begins, I think they have until August 1st. I think after that, they should just close out for 2020. I know it sounds silly. I know it may be, but Jay Reels, we need baseball. Are you going to have a 50 game season in baseball? That's why August 1st, you figure you have 60 games between that and September. Maybe if you even want to go to 60 games, if you start in August, if you want to extend the regular season into maybe the first week of October. Because I believe as of right now, the last day of the regular season is September twenty-seventh. All right, so if you want to go to the following week, you want to play seven games in that stretch, or even maybe go to October, the what would that be, the following week? If you want to go October 8th, 9th, all right, fine. But after that, nobody's gonna care come middle November when everybody's gonna be wrapped up in the NFL, college football. Who knows if the NBA or NHL will be back, even though. A lot of people won't be focused in on that Because they're just getting started So they want to see What's going to happen as far as An NFL season unfolds Same thing for baseball But it's, but you don't want to have games being played Mid to late November Especially at neutral sites Doesn't make any sense And I also understand that they probably want to squeeze in an all-star game Which would be an absolute joke too If the season hasn't commenced by June the 1st Then don't even have an all-star game In fact If it does start on June 1st, I would think just play right through the All-Star break. Move up the schedule. Or if you want to add in whatever the week of games, let's say the week prior to, that Memorial Day week, you want to start the schedule from there and move forward, then fine. But to have an All-Star game, and I've heard some things about the All-Star game maybe being played before the World Series or after the World Series. And it's scheduled to play in Los Angeles this year, which even if it happened to be in November, it will still be warm enough For the game to be played But this is one year You could scrap the All-Star game Not too many people care Yes, if it's in July Where it's always Planned And where it's always being watched And played That's one thing Because there's nothing going on in sports Everybody looks forward to an All-Star game Just to see all the greats play Although the game is a bore Let's call it as we see it But to have that game At any other time Other than mid-July Is a waste it's a midsummer classic for a reason, and it should not be played the second week of November. Uh, that's just me. So, play. Hopefully, they get 81 games in, which I think would be fine. I think anything less than 60 games, I mean, why even bother? You know, it's not like the NBA did in 99 with the lockout where they played 50 games. NBA is a different beast altogether. 50 games in a baseball season, uh, to me, I just, why even waste the time? I, to me, I don't like it. And I get that people are going to say, but Jay Reels, it's baseball. We want to see, we, we want a champion, but 50 games? See, baseball, you could go half a season. You could, you could live with that. You could live with 90 games, 100 games, 120, whatever it may be. I think anything less than 81 is risky, but if you're getting to 60, uh, please. That's like having an NFL season for four games. I mean, what? Really? you want to see an NFL season for four games? And you can't do it anyway. The logistics would just be impossible, but. That's my point when it comes to Starting a baseball season Anytime after August 1st Which I hope is not the case And I'm certainly not rooting for that either But baseball is in a very tricky spot In that regard For everything I said at the opening segment Because are they going to Rush themselves into a season Knowing that the potential Of this thing not going away 100% And having people come to the ballpark or even just playing these games in the ballpark and knowing that players could get infected. I mean, it's just it's it's a nightmare on epic levels. And I'm sure that's something that the Major League Baseball does not want because the best PR firm in the world wouldn't be able to hold that one down. And one thing that baseball had already done as far as the draft is concerned, which we know is the first week of June. They've actually condensed their draft to five rounds this year as well as limiting the financial pool for amateur players which was to the chagrin of Scott Boris where nobody wants to hear from Scott Boris I and mean, let's face it. But when Boris has his comment saying that it sends the wrong message, we're cheating players out of an opportunity to get drafted. Why can't we just go with the normal? I believe it's 40 rounds in baseball or whatever it is. Uh, Scott Boris, come on. We, we know what your message is. It's all about the players it's all about getting paid and it's not even I mean your grandkids grandkids won't be able to spend the money that you've made throughout the course of your career so who are you kidding you're kidding nobody we all know that this is player driven and for one year even if it's just five rounds and I think they were even talking about condensing the draft as it was not necessarily this year but because of the circumstances for one year you could certainly say all right, we understand that we can have a normal draft To the point where We can't go 40 rounds Or however long that the draft is And it's interesting Because even the NHL for that matter Let me just jump to them real quick The NHL They had the foresight To not only cancel Any pre-draft workouts Or their own combine They don't call it that But they also canceled Their award ceremony Which is held in Las Vegas Obviously for MVP etc And they've already canceled their draft, which is at the end of June, is usually the Friday after the NBA draft. And it's held in Montreal this year. They already scrapped all that. They weren't playing. They said, no, that's it. We're pulling the plug on it. And here it is. Scott Bohr saying, oh, how can we can't have a, a normal draft? And as it is, speaking of drafts, the NFL, they're going ahead with their draft next month in Vegas. Now, granted, the public will not be involved as you've seen in the past. And I'm sure the NFL doesn't like that to begin with But hey, they have no choice in the matter Despite the fact that they are the big bad at NFL They are the shield But they're going to go ahead with their draft Just like they did with their Curtain rising for business a couple of weeks ago But it's going to be interesting how they hold that Because they certainly can not have the commissioner up there Certainly announcing picks and exchanging handshakes And things of that nature with players so I'm sure they're going to have to do this pretty much With one camera him behind a podium getting whatever pick that comes in through an earpiece, and he's just gonna have to announce it on a microphone. And that's it. So, the specter of the NFL draft is certainly not gonna be anything close to what we've come to know and love over the years. So, they're gonna go ahead with it, but it is, it's, and for most people, the draft is boring. I couldn't imagine what this is gonna be with nobody participating, with the league officials and all the reps from each team. And we understand they have war rooms, and people are gonna be in their own. Locked up in their own quarters. Especially for this year. But it is going to be a snooze fest. To try to watch and follow this thing. Because it is certainly not going to be. Anything like we watched in the past. So these drafts and everything like that. Are certainly not going to have the same luster that it's had. And the MLB draft. To go back to that. For Boris to come out and say that. he, He certainly doesn't know what he's talking about. And he needs to stop thinking about the players first and just think about why MLB is doing this. You know, this isn't something that they're doing permanent. This isn't something that they automatically thought. It's like, well, hey, moving forward, this is how it's going to be. For one year, geez. If these kids that were they're coming out of high school or going into college or whatever. Not to say that, hey, they could wait another year, but I'm sure they can understand, considering the climate of the world, that this is, unfortunately, this is how it's going to be. And then, you know, I'll segue to this. When guys like Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert, who I said last week, now they're clear of the COVID-19 virus and good for them, as well as Marcus Smart, thank goodness for the Boston Celtics. You know, a lot of these guys are coming out of it. Some of the players that have contracted this virus. And even when you look at someone like Doris Burke, She obviously is doing a lot better Considering she had the symptoms And had tested positive But it's crazy to think that James Dolan of all people And I'm not going to kid about this There's no When you talk about health There's there's no laughing matter You can't kid But it is very strange Eerie Even ironic For a guy that has been vilified In this city And throughout the NBA Has come down with The coronavirus It just goes to show you man That no one is safe And listen Best wishes to him I hope he gets better I hope he gets well But just When we think that Someone Who Had come down with it And the shock Or the surprise Of a certain athlete Or coach Or whatever it may be Now you have an owner affected Who's now the first owner That's been Announced here As coming down with this thing I tell you, and of of all people too, James Dolan. Jeez. But sending well wishes to him. Hopefully he has a speedy recovery and he stays himself quarantined. And what can I tell you? It just, you can't make it up. Bottom line is you can't make it up, especially when it comes to him. You also had a couple of Colorado Avalanche players. One who actually has come out of it. Now they haven't announced who the players are. Remember you had a situation a couple weeks back Where you had, off the top of my head I believe it was a couple of Calgary What was the Calgary Flames? I should know this I announced it a couple weeks ago Where they had a couple of players Who their names were not to be released But now you have some Avalanche players Where one person tested positive But now is a lot better And it's out of quarantine But now you have another person Another player that has been affected And I'm sure he's going to be on a 14-day quarantine so we got that going on. I'm sure you're going to hear more of these players or more stories come out. I know a couple of Cubs officials, or I believe, not even officials, just uh, employees that have also come down with the coronavirus. I don't believe they've released any names, but now baseball. And you haven't heard anybody in baseball uh, as of late that has come down with the COVID-19. But it's weird to, you know, to talk sports and we just wish we could stick to it. But when these figures are certainly going to be impacted by this no matter if you're a minor league player I know like a couple of the Yankee guys or you're the owner of the Knicks or manager of this team or a top star of that team it, it seems like a lot of this a lot more of this is going to come out now people are taking precaution which is good but again even if you just step out to go to the grocery store for five minutes you're still putting yourself at risk So that's what we have As far as that's concerned people Now As far as the NFL I'll go back to them for a second And I know I'm jumping all over the map Because With all the news is pretty much coming in The way it is I just figured it would just be One big giant smorgasbord So For those who are wondering Hey Where's your NFL segment Or what MLB stuff you're going to talk about Well pretty much This all revolves around the coronavirus And yeah We have some things here and there About What players have said And Also Owners and things of that nature But To me, I figured that at least for this week, I'm just going to put everything in the pot, stir it up, and just feed it to you solely but surely. So if it's a little bit unorthodox, my apologies. Next week, I'll hopefully have a little bit more structure and have a little bit more of a breakdown or a better breakdown and hopefully kind of get away from this whole coronavirus thing and just talk predominantly sports news, sports, et cetera. Now the NFL had a couple of fringe signings Nothing really to write home about or get crazy with But considering it is news I know last week you had that situation with Michael Brockers The former Ram lineman who had signed with the Ravens Or so we thought That deal wasn't consummated So Brockers went back to the Rams I think three years for 31 million But the Ravens still picked up a very good defensive lineman In Derek Wolfe a guy who played on that Super Bowl 50 team and for the Ravens who obviously had the best record in the league last year and thought they would actually make it to Miami for Super Bowl 54 as we know that wasn't the case so they certainly want to stamp their ticket here even if it's only in March to make themselves that much of a strong contender they have done so whether it's uh, Calais Campbell and then obviously now with Derek Wolfe being added to their defensive line You also had, we talked about Brady last week. I know he had his press conference or conference call last week saying all the right things. Obviously, he wasn't going to trash New England on his way out to Tampa Bay, but Tampa talking about a new opportunity. First time in 20 years is going to be different, but it's a challenge that he's looking to not only accept, but looking forward to. As I said, all the right things. Geronimo Allison signs with the Lions. You also had uh, the Eagles. Former corner Ronald Darby He goes to the Redskins And the Eagles of course Were big time Participants As far as their Secondary is concerned Not only did they Trade for Darius Slay But also got Nikel Roby Coleman He of the fa- Or I should say Infamous Not even famous The infamous Pass interference In the Saints Rams NFC Championship game A couple of years back So that That's pretty much What you have there I understand Speaking of Please It's could I even stop talking about coronavirus for a second? But Bobby Bear, for those who remember of the Saints back in the 80s, played in the USFL. Prior to that, his father had succumbed to the coronavirus disease, so thoughts and prayers go out to his family. As far as that's concerned, and Bear, who played on those Saints teams where they had some good seasons, they didn't really do anything in the postseason because we all know they were carried by their defense, those linebackers of Vaughn Johnson, Sam Mills, Ricky Jackson, Those guys Pat Swilling But A. Who was Certainly a fixture On those teams After Archie Manning Just sad to hear That his father uh, Lost his battle Due to this uh, Damn coronavirus So But that's what you have there With the NFL Nothing really else To discuss As all the Big time free agents Were certainly Signed Pretty much Two weeks ago And we talked about that A couple episodes ago and I guess I could just cut right to it people As we uh, get closer to the end Maybe one thing I'll say Before I get to my hero and zero of the week And also my birthday wish So definitely people Get your ears perked up for that One thing that I've talked about at the top I'm sure people are sick of Scrolling through your social media feeds Or internet or Netflix For the sports fan Whether you're young or old Your friend right now is YouTube because YouTube, they have a lot of those classic games Whether you're jonesing for NCAA stuff And we know CBS put some on their programming last week And we talked about that in last week's pod But if you're looking for great Final Four games Or great championship games, go to YouTube All that stuff is on there So if you want to relive Carmelo Anthony's title Syracuse That one year when they beat Kansas What was that, 2003 you also want to go even further back, and they played it on CBS. But Georgetown, North Carolina, Georgetown, Villanova, in '85, which was brutal, and that was tough to watch. As being a Hoya fan, you have all those games that are on there. Even baseball games, you can even go back in the archives. You want to look at the whatever game. Now they're not going to have every single game, but if the games that matter, the classic games, I know NFL they did a good job. They had that Game Pass where. I believe if you subscribe now, it's free until May 31st. So you can watch, I believe, any NFL game from 2009 to 2019. So if you want to go back, whatever fan you are, and I think even myself or a Steeler fan, maybe a couple of games, and I pretty much watch every Steeler game going back to 1992, but there's probably a couple that I could pick at and at least go down memory lane to look at and say, oh yeah, I remember this game, or even the losses, because sometimes the losses, who wants to watch those, I get it, but... When you're a uh, sadomasochist like I am Sometimes going back and Reliving some of those losses uh, I tell you You think about one play that could have gone This way or a call or whatever it is So, But definitely YouTube is your friend people So go on there And I'm sure a lot of people If you are sports fans you go to YouTube One thing I, su- I could suggest too Is to watch a lot of the old NHL stuff Especially the playoff games of the 80s a lot of fights And everybody knows how much I love Fighting in the NHL or Fighting in hockey period Just few people that if you want to Go back and listen to Or go back and watch I should say You know guys My guy Bob Probert Who I loved One of my all time favorites Tony Twist is another guy Ty Domi I, All those guys You just type in those names And you could go down that rabbit hole For hours And guess what At least you'll get to Not only watch Some classic fights But you'll get to learn something Along the way and you'll see some documentaries that they have posted there. So, people, we may be bereft of live sports and bereft of postseasons and the Masters and a baseball season. But if you want to go back into the vault, go on to YouTube and watch all that stuff because it'll certainly, at least for the time being, pass the time. And you could go down memory lane just one more time to whatever your team is, whatever your sport is. And at least escape for a little bit on the days of sports yesteryear. So that is my little tidbit for you guys. All right. Now to wrap up here, my hero in zero of the week, my hero of the week is going to be a one Fred Curly Neal. He of the Harlem Globetrotters, him and Metal Ark Lemon, to me, they are the linchpin, the pillars of the Harlem Globetrotters. And when you hear the name Curly Neal, you just think of the ball head. You think of his dribbling skills. Sadly, he passed away at the age of 77 the other day. So, to me, that was a no-brainer to have a guy like that, who I'm sure a lot of people, even Isaiah Thomas, and I'm talking about the Detroit Pistons Isaiah Thomas, looked up to him, Curly Neal, as a guy that, when he saw him dribble a basketball, that's who he wanted to emulate. So, Curly Neal goes up to the big playground in the sky. Thoughts and prayers again. It seems, like it seems like I've passed out a lot of condolences here throughout the course of this podcast, but big ups to him and he is my hero of the week and my zero of the week is MMA's John Jones who can't get out of his own way and I get a lot of people going to say oh come on J Reels give the guy a break or you don't talk MMA enough or you don't know anything about the guy well the one thing I do know that besides being surrounded in controversy inside the ring now he's arrested for an alleged aggravated DWI negligent use of a firearm and he's in New Mexico and you would think that hey, listen, we understand that people aren't gonna learn right away. It's gonna take time, and I am not judge, jury, and executioner when it comes to people's behavior. So we are all not perfect. I get that. I'm far from it. Understood. But you would think that after him winning a UFC bout a few weeks ago and trying to get himself on track, not necessarily just his pro career, but even just his his personal just his life period, that he would try to stay out of trouble, not get caught up in any Ruckuses or any type of mess that could certainly Continue to tarnish his name and here it is it Rises its ugly head again for one John Jones so unfortunately He is my zero of the week All right people and as I said before tomorrow March 31st I will turn 51 And I know I kind of say this each and every week But I do want to highlight this for this one particular reason because when it comes to doing this podcast, being the guy who runs this operation and it's just me, myself, and I, I always look to have you guys implore to share my podcast with those out there who not only like sports, but who love sports, who are into sports, whether it's a casual fan, the diehard fan, whatever it may be. And my wish is that whomever listens to this podcast and all, it's very simple, not only just to subscribe Rate and review As I say each and every week But what I want you guys to do Especially for tomorrow Because I'm going to post this Later on today And obviously I'll have it posted On all of my Social media accounts which I'll get to But please Whether it's on Facebook And you'll see the J Reels podcast Or even one of my name And for those who follow me On Facebook Do so But even more so Because I'm more of an Instagram guy Twitter to a certain extent I've grown into that But Especially Instagram Tag me J-Reels, J A Y R E E L Z, or even the J Reels podcast. Just tag me there, take a screenshot, say, hey, gotta listen to this J Reels. He's a character. Or hey, you want to get your fill of sports? J-Reels brings the pain. Whatever it is. Because then what I'll do is I'll tag that on my feed just to make sure that I know you guys not only are listening, we're paying attention, but also, as again, it's a birthday wish. All right. I'm not saying, hey, send money to this charity or please. Do this, do that. No, no, no. Just all I ask you to do is just take a screenshot of that as well as subscribe, rate, and review, which I'll get to in a minute. But if you could do that, I would sincerely and greatly appreciate it and I will certainly acknowledge it on any of my social media feeds. Ah, I might as well get to it now. Whether it's on Instagram, again, J Reels, or the J Reels Podcast, which is strictly sports, but also my personal account, which is J Reels. The J Reels Podcast, at my Facebook fan page, the... Twitter page is JReels1 Just a number And I could say Shoot me an email To JReels At gmail.com But that's if you have Any questions Comments Criticism Praise You understand that But Bottom line is If you do that I would certainly Be forever indebted And grateful And thankful For that Wish being fulfilled And of course I want to acknowledge that So if you could just tag me And take a screenshot Or just share it With whomever Put it on your feed It will go a long way In promoting this podcast Because Being that one man operation And doing everything under the sun When it comes to not only writing this podcast Producing it Hosting it Editing it Trying to market it Trying to push it out there Obviously it's a lot It's something I love to do So I'm not complaining by any stretch But this is where your participation comes in So if you could do that people I thank you twice More than once And with that being said Also subscribe, rate, and review If you could do that I would also appreciate that Because what that does people And I understand what I'm going to subscribe for. I listen to him anyway. No, your input is pivotal. Because even if you just put in a sentence, J Reels, he knows what he's talking about. J Reels is informative. J Reels is knowledgeable. Whatever. I don't care what it is. And give me, of course, I don't want to see one star. But give me based on what you feel what it is. Hopefully, it's on the plus side. Hopefully, it's positive. Hopefully, it's something that people will gravitate to. Because those reviews, those subscriptions, what that does, Is going to generate interest With all the other podcast platforms That you subscribe to Whether it's Apple, Google, Spreaker, Stitcher Spotify, iHeartRadio, Luminary, CastBox, etc What that's going to do is Generate interest for those who are looking for Some sports content And not only increase the visibility of this podcast With all the others that are out there And then hopefully That algorithm will hit certain people And what I mean by that Is the broadcaster, the athlete Whether it's the former or current Bloggers Writers, you name it Especially during this time And not only because of What's going on in the world I want to be able to put out More podcasts Considering that there are no sports Where I can have a guest Talk about their experiences In the world of sports Because that's what I want to do I want to share that with everybody And with that participation by you guys If you do that All that's going to do Is just up the ante With having the potential And the possibility Of having certain guests And not only that But the visibility of this podcast Being shown Throughout the world So As I said, people, I would certainly appreciate that from the bottom of my heart as I continue to deliver everything that's going on in the world of the diamond, the world of the ice, the world of the gridiron, the world of the hardwood, the golf course, racetrack, tennis court, you name it. From my lips to your ears, from my heart to your soul, from where I am to wherever you are, the j Rolls Podcast always comes correct, direct, and in full effect. From the South Bronx, the South Beach, the South Central, the South Pacific, and all points beyond, peace, love, and God bless everybody. Stay safe, stay healthy, stay strong. And until next time on the J-Rose Podcast, on the flipping.